Good morning and welcome in to the w- Morning Brew Podcast. <laughs> good, good morning. I don't it's know why noon. I said what morning. What are you talking about? It's so hard to get used to this. <laughs> like, so it's only two weeks. It's only two weeks. Like, I, th- I think it's because we still have the old the That old could be sign. part of it. So when's the new sign coming? I, I don't know. We're working on it. You're not working on it. We haven't started that part yet. No, we have. Oh, you have? Okay, good. Just, good. It's, so it's, it's not. A, it's noon. Happy lunch hour. It takes time. It's happy lunch hour. It is happy lunch hour. Well, welcome into the Morning Burrito Podcast with our new look, our new time, our new day. We should start at 11.59 so we can legitimately say it's morning. (laughs) We should. Say slay doesn't matter. And again, we we have morning burrito, but yet again, no burrito. That's right. You know, it's funny. Just real briefly, when we started this podcast, (laughs) this is something we talked about, is that we were going to have burritos every time. I know. And we realized very quickly. Can't uh, talk with a mouthful. That and it's really expensive to buy burritos <laughs> they, they get every single week. Yeah, I got costly. You know, for two of us because we like to eat nice, hefty burritos. We don't get no little like, yeah. no, you know, wimpy burritos. Yeah. It's got to be a good, solid burrito. Yeah, my kids were losing weight. I wasn't feeding them. <laughs> so all the money went to burritos. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, hey, we are uh, really excited to be with you this morning, this afternoon, whatever time it is. I'm going to keep saying that until I get used to this. But it, uh, we have President's Day coming up. It is President's Day. It's coming weekend. Up. Yeah, yeah, coming, coming, coming yeah. up. And uh, uh, we are going to be talking about President's Day. We're going to be talking about uh, authority and just you know how we we as as people respond to authority these days and and, yeah. and kind of try and cover a lot of ground, but probably won't answer a lot of questions because yeah. um, <laughs> especially I mean it's President's Day weekend, so you know talking about honoring our president. Um, and past presidents and future presidents. And, you know, we might have just lost half our crowd right there. <laughs> That's right. This won't be a po- political podcast, though. So just FYI. <laughs> it's President's Day. It's all about politics. That's right. Well, I guess. <laughs> well, welcome into the Morning Burrito. We'll be right back. All right, so we are back, and it is the Morning Burrito Podcast. All right, let's get into this conversation. I'm Eric. We already said that, though. We did not. We didn't? You did not say that in the first section. Okay, I'm Michael. See, you You need to drink coffee. No, I don't. You do. I, see, I have my water. I'm it, good. It's after coffee look, hour, so I'm on see, water. See, it's almost gone already. I know. This is my third one. Yeah, you know, I'll probably have to pee in like 20 minutes. I haven't gone all day. I mean, that's a lot of fluid. Anyway, don't want to talk about that. <laughs> It's President's Day. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to focus on President's Day. But, hey, as we talk about uh, just, you know, authority as a general topic yep. to get us started, um, let's start with our teachers, the principals in school. The, the, you know, when we're growing up, we all have maybe that one or maybe two that you grew up with. Man, dozens. They terrified you. Dozens. Tell me a story yes. about a teacher or, an, you know, somebody in the school that just, Just man, one? I mean, you could tell more than one. That's okay. We got time. Um, so, okay. So there's this uh, this principal, actually. Uh, I went to a uh, Lutheran uh, elementary school, and um, uh, it, it was not good. Um, I got sent to the principal's office. Um, so, and yes, my folks know this. Um, but I got sent to the principal's office, principal's office, and it was like this dark hallway you had to walk down, and they had some kind of music playing. And it, I mean, you're in school. Who plays music in a hallway in school? Anyway, you go down this hallway, and uh, you open up the principal's door, and it, it creaks when you open it. I mean, it just fit like... Now, I grew up in a home where we watched scary movies, 
this was a scary movie. And uh, it creaks. You open the door, and at the at, it's a long, skinny room. Long. It's probably I don't know, twenty feet long. And uh, I mean, to a kid, it's like long, right? Sure. So go in there, and at the far end of the room is this desk with this real skinny, big nose, and he had like like Dumbo ears. I mean, just big ears. And he's sitting there at his desk. And he's all hunched over, and uh, he just sits there and does this. I think he probably did it to every kid that came in. And it's like I stood in the doorway, and I just I was scared to death. I don't remember what what happened beyond that, but I'm alive, so that's good. I suppose that's a win. Yeah. And then I had a teacher in in high school, scared, oh, just scared, scared, scared. Um, she was an alcoholic. Um, you could just smell the alcohol all over. I don't know why or how she got passed and still taught and all that. Um, but uh, she's teaching English, and uh, when you did something wrong in class, whoo, man. Um, it wasn't the punishment. It was just her coming over and talking to you that you didn't want to happen. Hmm. So that's a different kind of fear. It just, you don't want that, but it still didn't keep us in line. But So, I don't know. That's not really all scary stuff, but, I mean, did I respect them? No, I was too afraid. So I, I, I would say that when I was growing up, I didn't have any teachers that I was afraid of, um, that I had any, like, I had healthy fear, I suppose, but nothing nothing that, like, like t- terrified me like you see in movies. Like, I didn't have that. Uh, the principal though, when I was growing up, Mr. D'Amico, and he's, he still follows me on Facebook, which is really cool. Like he'll, he'll, you know, either like or comments every once in a while, he'll comment on something that I post. Um, but Mr. D'Amico, when I was a kid, man, that guy, he scared me. He scared me. And he was, he was this big Italian guy. Right. So, I mean, just, just a ginormous man, like my dad. And he was good friends with my dad, so I always figured like Does I your was dad in trouble. Know that he's ginormous, like ginormous is in like I'm a little kid. They're, they're okay, big right. men, I just, you know. I just wondered. They weren't huge, but anyway, <laughs> derail me on that. Uh, but uh, Mr. D'Amico had this like way about him that when he would open his mouth to talk, you better shut your mouth because. <laughs> If you keep talking when Mr. D'Amico's talking, you're not going to like the re- the results of it. I got in a, a word scuffle with a boy one time. I was probably fourth or fifth grade, I guess. And I will never forget this because it was so bad and so traumatizing. I was getting in this world, word with this kid, Bobby. And so Mr. D'Amico comes in to the hallway and hears us going at it, right? He takes us both by the arm, and he did that thing, you know, that that the old old guys the did. Scrunchy arm, yeah, the yeah. scrunchy arm, and he takes both of us with both of his hands. And I, this dude was strong, like just just a stacked big guy. And he took us and he put us down on the floor. When I say put us, I mean like he he dropped us to the floor, like we were gonna sit with our butts on the floor. And uh, he said, "Cross your legs, and I want you to hold hands, Aww. and you're gonna hold hands until you guys Aww, can get nice. along." And he said it in this just gruff you know voice and you have these two boys <laughs> both of us crying and all these kids are walking like this is right in front of the office which is the main area of the school and all these kids just are walking through the hallway and what do you think the kids are doing <laughs> just laughing and pointing and he thought it was great he, he told my parents my dad was like you got every bit of that you deserved all of it see that's what we need to bring back into our schools it was that would take so much care of so much stuff. As a dad now, I'm like that is such a great idea. Awesome. At the time, it was awful. It's awesome. And then I had one in high school. Our one our dean of students, who is the you know deans in our high school, they were responsible for discipline. And I don't remember his name. I can see his face. He was a power lifter. 
he he led the powerlifting team at the high school or whatever. He was a football coach and stuff. And this guy, I mean, he was just jacked as far as muscles. I mean, the guy was just huge. I never got in trouble because I never wanted to go to this guy's office. There you go. Because he was kept you in line. He was he was terrifying. Like he just had the face of a guy who you don't really want to get. Like he might have been the nicest guy ever, but. I was always scared to go into his office because I was scared of what the guy was going to do to me. And I know I shouldn't have been, but I was. I was terrified of this guy. Do I have that same effect on you? No. Oh, sorry. I got to work on that. So let's talk about our parents a little bit. So parents, you know, some of us have healthy fears of our parents. Some of us have, like, serious fear of our parents, and some of us have no fear at all. So what was living in the Fritz household as an only child, you know, I mean, you kind of talked about how you, you had the daycare, so you weren't really an only child all the time, but what was it like? What were some of the rules that you had to abide by? I mean, you just said scary movies were watched. So, so some of the rules, I don't, I don't know if I remember some of the rules other than I didn't really have a terrifying authority figure in the home. Um, I mean, I played the game. Um, I knew that dad was you know, probably the heavy handed authority figure. If I was going to get a whooping, it was coming from dad. Um, and then I knew when dad would, you know, draw the belt, mom would cry and that would soften the blow. I mean, so, I mean, that's, <laughs> so you so played I, the game I, with mom. Yeah, I, I loved and respected my mama, you know, and I'd had a healthy fear of my dad, I guess. Um, but and you your know, dad's a military man, yep, right? Yep. Yep. Navy guy. Um, yeah, he's going to drown me. Right. <laughs> He's not watching this. Um, he should be. He should be. Um, but, you know, I think for, I got to sneeze. You ever have to sneeze when you're on camera? You're not really sure what to do. So, I mean, it might come out. I don't know. Just hang on. Um, the uh, the fear I had, though, was when I when I knew I was caught, uh, it, something's going to happen, right? So mom would never, like, ground or spank or i mean she'd get really mad at me but i can think of two times where where i got i got each parent i mean they did i, I learned i learned to fear both of them one was um i was uh, i don't know i was old enough to have cap guns and you know you know the cap gun with the little rolled caps yeah, yeah. Red things and you know, put in a gun and bang 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 you know i mean back when those were legal to point and shoot at people um <laughs> You just run around with your friends. Yeah, but then you you know you take rocks and you hit them. You know, stretch it out and you hit them. Yep, yep. This. Well, my neighbor they had, never worked right. It, it didn't. I mean, it just they'd always no. get jumbled it, in yeah, there. Yeah, and then like just a little poof of smoke, you know. But um, <laughs> so uh, my neighbors they had he there's a you know they had a kid little my age you know kind of thing. Um, uh, I don't know. We were probably eight, nine, ten. No, I was probably ten, eleven years old. I was at least that I think. Uh, but anyway, they had a uh, uh, an ex- an enclosed screened um, room on their garage. Well, in the garage, they had a charcoal grill and they had all this furniture, outdoor furniture that had the, the nice poofy pillows, but they're all like plastic covered, you know, weatherproof covered. Well, we were sitting in there and, and we were shooting gun, you know, our cap guns and stuff. And, um, for some reason had the thought of let's put the caps on, on the hot coals. That'd be awesome. I mean, what kid doesn't want to make a machine gun, right? So we did that, and nothing happened. So for whatever reason, I remember we put, like, our ball gloves on there, and then that nothing banged, and then I, we put a couple of those big poofy pillows on there, and nothing happened, and then we went home. I went home. And later, fire trucks came down the road. <laughs> Neighbor's garage, gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
<laughs> the uh, we're eating dinner on the table. Fire trucks come down the road. I'm looking out the window, and and then we hear this knock on the back door. I just I just see you, a little Eric, with your ears going. Oh no! Oh, I knew exactly. Instantly, oh no! Oh no! Instantly, what happened? Oh no! <laughs> so, I mean, the whole garage didn't burn down, but like it, it, it was, it was. I mean, the outside porch gone. I mean, it was done. Um, so this fire guy comes over. I don't know, probably the fire chief uh, comes over, knocks on our door, and uh, talking to my dad in the back. And I'm just sitting at the table. I mean, we're just kind of dinner has stopped, and um, dad calls me to the door. <laughs> I go to the back door and stick my head out the window, and the fire guy, he's like, "Do you think about this?" Mm-mm. <laughs> the lie of a child yeah. who's already caught red-handed. Yeah, well, it's probably pretty obvious because I went and uh, yeah, I got, I got, I got the, mm-hmm, I got the whooping. Um, so that was a whole new level of be honest. I, mean, I don't think I lied from the day on. Right from after that, I was like, okay, yeah, okay, I did that. Don't know why I did it, but I did. Um, the other one was um, with my with my mom. Um, yeah, my neighbor boys uh, on the other side, they were like older than me. Like they were like teenagers, and I was just probably a short little junior higher, just learning the 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 new words of the vocabulary, right of uh, of my friends, and learning how to cuss and just you know all that. It was it was it was the day, and and uh, oh, well, Pastor Cuss, I know you probably are like thinking, really, Pastor? Yeah, I did. I had. Hey, that's days. a tease for next week. Yeah, okay. it is actually. <laughs> we'll talk about and, that later. And uh, uh, so out my bathroom window, I am just I am just cussing my neighbor boys out. Uh oh. And because they're in the backyard, he's in my yard and, and the other guy's in his yard and they're just passing baseballs back and forth back when kids played outside. Right. And they threw a ball. And I'm just I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. And they just like and they're smiling. I can see it in my head. They're smiling as they're throwing the ball. And because uh, they think you're being funny. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, what I didn't know is my mama. She was standing underneath the bathroom window. Outside. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know that. So she's sitting there listening to every uh-huh. word you're saying. Yep. Yep. She oh, came around, knocked on the bathroom door, and I was like, oh, you know, whatever, be back or be done. And um, she came in, bar soap. Ooh, yeah, I think like I had, the Christmas story. I think I had the whole bar of soap. After that, mm-hmm. well, I still swore, but not in front of my mama. <laughs> you anyway, learned your lesson on that one. I did, yeah. So. I, I, I mean, my mom, I got the belt from my mom or the paddle sometimes, uh, wooden spoon every once oh, in a while. Oh, the wooden my mom, spoon. That was grandma. My mom, I, I think, actually broke a wooden spoon off of my hind end at some point. But uh, but no, I, I remember the one time, the one time, I mean, I got in a lot of trouble a lot. Let's just be honest. Like, I was a really bad child. But I there's one time I really remember. My dad had always told me, my sister's room, the, so we had like the, the, the regular roof, and then you had the roof over the garage, which was lower. And my sister's room, the win- her window was right where you could technically climb out onto that roof. And so my dad had always said, it's a rule. Do not go out that window. Don't ever touch that window. Don't take the screen out of that window. This is back when you had screens like you could take out from the inside. And right, right. <laughs> it's one of those windows that does this thing, you know, you just. Okay. And uh, so my sister had gone down the hill a little bit, same block, but down the hill to the end of the block to be with her friends. And I'm in the house by myself. I'm probably, I don't know, five, six, seven, somewhere in there. And, uh, my <laughs> smart brain said, uh, you know what? Uh, why don't I just climb out that window and go out on the roof? Cause I want to see what it's like to be out on the roof. And I'm not really a daredevil type, but apparently at this age I was, and so I climbed out. I got on her bed, and I climbed up to the window, took the screen out, opened it up, and climbed out the window because it was only a drop of a few feet. So I drop out, and then I realized real quick, 
I, I can't climb back into the window. It's just high enough that I can't, without the bed, I can't get up there. No forethought there. Um, so I'm sitting on the roof, and I see my sister come walking up, and she doesn't see me immediately, but she gets into the driveway, and she sees me on top of the roof. And I'm crying because I'm like, I don't I, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. And then there was also the realization that when my dad finds this out, I'm getting a serious whooping. <laughs> And so she goes inside, and my mom and dad, like, they, they were, I was a latchkey kid, so both of them worked full-time outside of the house. And the rule in our house was always, do not call mom and dad at work. That is, like, a big no-no. My parents hated that. And so my sister called my dad, told my dad, called my mom, told my mom. My mom couldn't leave. My dad worked at the university. He came home, and I saw his old Chevy Silverado come rolling down the street. And nowhere to hide. And I'm like, oh, no. And he gets out of his truck and he says, stay right there. Like, I just remember that phrase, stay right there. And he goes and grabs the the old ladder that we had, rickety ladder that was laying next to the house. He puts it up and I see his face come and peer over the top of that roof. And he does this. And so I, you know, he holds me to pull me down the ladder or whatever. And I, everything else is a blur after that. <laughs> But you to tell about it. Though. There, there was a lot of tears. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty positive there were a lot of tears that night. So anyway, that's funny. There's, we grow up with authority, we right? Do. Of some sort, we grow up with authority. So it is going to be President's Day, and so let's do a, just a few President's Day quiz questions. And this time I don't have the cards like last week, so oh, I can't good. get myself. That was a fail. I'm not going to get myself in trouble that this time. That was such a fail. But let's see how good you, how well you know your presidents. Oh, I'm going to so fail. Well, that's you should have right. gave me cards. Probably so. Okay. Is this multiple choice? Yes. Oh, well, that's okay. helpful. Number one, president that served the shortest presidency, dying just 32 days after he was elected. Okay. Calvin Coolidge, James Garfield, William Henry Harrison, or William Howard Taft. These guys are actually presidents? Yes. Coolidge, Number Garfield, three. Harrison. Good job. Yep, well Harrison. done. President that answered the White House phone personally. Jimmy Carter, Gerald Ford, <laughs> Gerald Ford. Ford. He wasn't a president. <laughs> Bill Clinton or Grover Cleveland? Ooh, the one I thought it was going to be wasn't on your list. Um, I can see George W. Bush doing this, actually. I was going to say Reagan. Uh, I'm going to go Carter. No, it was Cleveland. Ah. Grover Cleveland. Can you imagine Bill Clinton answering? I mean, I'm one to one. I wish I could do a Bill Clinton accent because I think that would just be really funny. <laughs> Only president to serve more than two terms. I'm not even getting multiple choice because there's only one president that did this, so it should be very Served easy. Served more than two terms? Yes. Oh, man. This is like history 101. I'll say Washington. Roosevelt. Okay, that was my first. Franklin question. Roosevelt. Okay. Who was the tallest president? Lincoln. Trump? Lincoln. Good job. Yep. Lincoln. Which U.S. president signed the treaty to purchase Alaska from Russia? Lincoln. Everything's Lincoln. That's not true. He's not even an Alaska. answer. Okay, so Johnson, Andrew Johnson. James Buchanan, Taft, or Ulysses S. Grant? I'm going to say it was Johnson. Johnson's correct. Good yeah. job for you. Yeah, yeah. Who was the first president to appear on yeah. TV? Ooh. Harry Truman, John F. Kennedy, Gerald Ford, or Franklin D. Roosevelt? Who was first, Truman or Roosevelt? I'm going to say Truman. It is Roosevelt. Duh. Come on, there's videos of him. I know. I, I can see it in my head. <laughs> He's he was president first. Wasn't Truman? Oh, he was. Yeah, Truman oh. took over when Roosevelt died. Oh well, they're like almost the same. All right. <laughs> Who is the only president to resign from office? 
This is Nixon. very okay. I was gonna say that's very easy. What disease did John F. Kennedy contract as a young child? Scarlet fever, polio, asthma, or measles? Uh, polio was the first thing to my mind, so that's probably not right. But that's what I'm going with. Uh, polio is not correct. That was actually Franklin D. Roosevelt. It was actually scarlet fever. Huh? I don't even know what that is, but it's you apparently don't want, a you red don't want fever. It. I yeah. would guess not. Who was who the first president to live in the White House? Ugh. William Howard Taft, John Adams, Andrew Jackson, or Donald Trump? <laughs> is this a trick question? Actually, I should have added Joe Biden on that because he's as old as, you know, <laughs> as old as any of these guys. Uh, uh, probably Taft. No, John Adams. He was the second president. Man. Who was the first president born outside of the contiguous United States? Meaning outside of the 40, lower 48. Benjamin Harrison, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Franklin Pierce, or Barack Obama? This should be easy. What was the question? Who was the first president born outside of the contiguous United States? We'll say Barack Obama. That is correct. He was born in Hawaii. Who was the oldest elected president? Dwight Eisenhower? Abraham Lincoln, Donald Trump, or George Washington? Okay, so this is up till 2020. Okay. Uh, Trump. 2021, it would be Joe Joe Biden. Biden. But, yes, it was Trump. Yeah. Grandpa Trump. (laughs) Who was the only president to serve two non-consecutive terms? Grover Cleveland, George Washington, Ronald Reagan, or Theodore Roosevelt? Two non-consecutive terms. Um, Who were they again? Cleveland, Washington, Reagan or Roosevelt? Cleveland. Cleveland is correct. Yep. Well done. Yeah. You actually did hey, really good I, on that. I impressed myself even. Good, good job. Hey, honey, if you're watching, was that impressive or what? You're pretty smart. You're a fart smeller. Uh, I'm, oh, man, don't go. Don't start blowing wind, man. <laughs> you talked about that on I Sunday. Did. I can't believe it. I heard all kinds of stories about that. Oh, there's Whew. a dude. You you just dug. I I have to tell you, you've dug yourself a hole <laughs> that you don't even know that you've dug yet, and. You're going to pay for what you did this Sunday. <laughs> I don't know like, how. But your words are going to come back on you, I promise. Okay. <laughs> I heard all kinds of, th- of plans that are in place to, to mess with you now. So. Well, some of it came out that wasn't supposed to come out. So, I mean, give me some grace and forgiveness there. Oh, we'll have grace. <laughs> just okay. It's just funny. <laughs> you you got to own the words that you said. Oh, so uh, Every day. Every day. You, you might have Winnie the Pooh stuff showing up out of nowhere. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, go back and watch Herm Naz's Sunday sermon and you'll... You'll know. <laughs> it will be obvious. You can't miss it. It was pretty funny. <laughs> okay. So let's 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 get a little serious for this remainder of the show. Um you know, we look at the authority of our parents, we look at the authority of our teachers, principals, uh, we look at the presidents, governors, whatever. Would you would you say or would you agree that we have an authority problem? in this country oh yeah meaning how we treat authority yep Yep. how would you define it trouble well i mean more specific than just trouble unleashed i mean it's it's uh, yeah i mean that's probably yeah so that's the first word comes to mind it's just it's unleashed it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you're young old and but you know middle age doesn't matter if you're husband wife guy girl doesn't matter it's just it's unleashed there's like no there's no guardrails anymore. How do you how do you see? I mean, I know that, you know, it's it's kind of a an obvious question, but I think we need to at least state it. 
what are what are some of the things that we see as far as how society people in society are treating authority and that includes in the church what are some of the things that we're we're how are we disrespecting authority everything we possibly can do to remove the authority um so i don't know i mean we're talking broad authority i mean you, you can take it as we're not talking presidential authority yet. It can't. It, yeah, I mean, you can go okay, there if you so, choose. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, you're just. You, all right. So let's just. I mean, police. You know, we're defunding everything. Um. You know, the uh, first responders were taking their jobs away. Um. You know, you've got your um. Your middle class uh, families, um, what authority they have had in their workforces, you know, being gone. Um. It's all about me, me, me. What's best for me? What's best for you? I want to do what's best for you. So therefore, you can't live the way you want to live because it hurts you. But then you can't. You know, I mean, so so I think it's I think selfishness is part of it. But um, I think our opinions, we think really matter when they really who cares? (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean, there is in our country anyway, authority used to mean something. Mm -hmm. Um, But authority anymore. I mean, go to jail. They're going to let you out. Um, you know, there's no authority in a jailer. You talk, I mean, I've been talking to some, some jail, uh, people and, uh, they're like hating their jobs. I mean, there's like no authority. They, they can't do anything. They hardly can talk to people. Uh, we just did the sex trafficking, um, awareness training on Sunday. It's amazing to me that a, um, uh, uh, our officers cannot approach a minor child without the child asking for help because they don't have the authority to do that. Uh, doesn't matter if the child's in, in danger. Um, they they need the child to say they they need help. And and uh, now that's the other side of the river. That comes from Washington, maybe not Oregon. I'm not sure if that's true in Oregon. But um, so those kinds of things. When it comes to president, yeah, I mean, um, cabinet it comes to Congress, Senate. I mean, just pick a political platform. Um, uh, your viewpoint matters, and it shouldn't. Uh, it really shouldn't. Um, I think your voice matters. I'm not sure your viewpoint matters. Well, I mean, we. Regardless of party affiliation in this country, we treat the opposition's leaders like they're evil garbage. Yeah. And vice versa. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're on the right or the left. There are people on both sides who treat the opposite side's leaders like they're just horrible right. human beings. But that comes from our viewpoint, right? It comes from our perspective. Oh, we're the only ones that can be right, so yeah, therefore. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think it's unleashed. There's no guardrails, and so, there's nobody really stepping up and going like, knock it off so so we just gave the overarching yep. problem and unleashed Dude. is a great word i mean what a great word for that i just you asked i just thought of it that's great see you're good i'm, I'm rubbing okay. off on you with the the I one word about that I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that but because i mean i know our vision for this year is one word last year was one word i'm, I'm starting to rub I, off yeah, on you on that yeah, so yeah um but here's the here's a more deep question why do we treat authority in this manner what what is the what is the root cause what are some of the root causes for this lack of authority or respect for authority in our culture? Power. I think power. We want the power. Um, it doesn't matter you're, if you're talking Christian or non-Christian. I, I think I, I just remove the Christianity thing for a minute in that whole debate, secular Christianity and all this. I, I think it comes back to every argument that I see in here. It's all about power. Um, I want the power over your life to tell you what's right and wrong. I want the power over your life to tell you you're good or bad. I want the power over your life to tell you um, that you're in jail or you're freed. Um, I want I want the power, and it's not your power to have. Uh, you're not an authority, but yet we think we are. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's where I'd go. 
this lack of respect for authority has had some pretty profound consequences hmm. in our culture, um, in our families, in our churches. What are some of the consequences you have seen take root, especially in the last mm, 60 years, probably 50, 60 years, since the 60s, pretty pretty much? I, was, I wasn't quite born then. I know, but I mean, we we did our generational yeah, podcast yeah, okay. last week. So this kind of ties back in. What, right. Where have we seen the consequences um, ar- ar- arrive to? Hmm. Well, that's probably a really wide, deep question. Um, I mean, we're not going to answer it fully, but yeah. I mean, just so, some so of the I th- things. I think we see it in um, how we parent and raise our children, um, what we teach them with morals and ethics. I think we've seen that degrade because of our viewpoints and feelings and uh, authority. I think... Um, Before you come up with the next one, is this going to make somebody upset? But you've heard students or kids refer to their parents by their first names, correct? Mm-hmm. Is that a consequence? Instead of referring um, them to him as mom and dad, the father and mother, they refer to him as Jim or Trisha. Like, I, I guess, what I, yeah, I mean, I w- from the outside looking in, I'd say yes. We also see it with teachers. They call teachers by their first names. Yes. Not Mrs. Like we grew up, Mrs. Right. Mrs. Bowling. She's my first teacher crush. Oh, I could go. Uh, you know, that's anyway, that's going to take us a long. Sorry to that. Um, and then in the church, you know, it used to be brother or Mr. Sister something, mm-hmm. Mrs. Pastor. Now it's just George. Yeah. I mean, us. There are students that still like, <laughs> I have I have adult leaders in our group that, that correct students all the time when they'll be like, Michael. No, it's Pastor Michael. And I don't, I, I don't, I'm not here for the title of pastor. Like, that's not why I'm here. I'm here to do what God asked me to. But besides that, that is a respect thing. That is an authority thing. And we've kind of diluted that down. So would that be just evidence of what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go on. I was just curious. I forgot the original question now. <laughs> so what are the consequences of? Yeah. So, so I think some of the consequences are, are what we strive for, um, our goals, you know, what's our objectives in life? I think those have changed hmm. um, because hey, if you're not going to respect me or my career or what I want to do, uh, there used to be a day where people wanted to be, you know, kids wanted to be, you know, policemen. Um, Any more parents are like that, no, you're not being a policeman, right? So, because they're afraid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hey, I love the police. We pray for the police, love the police. We support the police department. So don't send the letter and all that because you're just caring if you do. So don't. Um, but, but we have people in our culture that are doing that anymore. So don't don't do that. Um, so I think those are some of the top consequences, probably. Is it fair to say that we've also lost a a sense of who we are? So therefore, we don't understand that some people are supposed to be in authority above us. Meaning, like. We've elevated ourselves to a point where we're more important than everybody under us, so therefore there really can't be an authority above us. You know, I don't know. I don't know how to even answer that. Like, like we've lost the sense of dependence on others. We have, but in the state of our 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 life now, um, we're looking at at like all these other countries, all these other communist countries, that everybody thinks the government is the power and. And so 
I don't know. It's kind of a hard, hard well, because like in, in Christianity, in, in our Christian faith, our Christian walk, there's always this line that we're towing, right, between dependence and independence. Mm-hmm. You know, on some level, we should be independent. God has given us, you know, uh, the ability to be independent beings, to make choices. We have free will, so on and so forth. But at the same time, we're also supposed to be fully surrendered and dependent on our God. And as we're going to touch on in just a moment, there is scripture to support the fact that we are supposed to be subservient in some respects to our governing authorities above us, whether that's in the church, local municipalities, all the way up to the government. Right. Do you think that our selfishness truly is the root cause of all of this? Well, first of all, let me back up on your independent and dependent thing. We weren't created to be independent. Uh, we we're created to be dependent on God. Um, so I'll make sure I don't know if I understood what you said. Correctly, so we, God has given us the ability to live independent lives. Like we can, we independent can, lives. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Like we don't need right. to rely on other human beings all the time. Right. Rely on God. Yep. But we are, we are also created to rely on each other. I mean, there was a reason that right. Eve was created to begin with. We're created, we're created for relationship. Uh, it very clearly says in Genesis that, that Adam couldn't do it by himself. Like he, it was not good for Adam to be alone. Yeah. God said after Eve came, it's good. Yeah, I mean, he but, was right. It is. Well, good. I mean, animals. Hey, uh, Peta, if you're watching, I'm sorry. Animals aren't as important as human beings. So right. saving a dog from a fire over a human. Sorry. Like, but I mean, God created all these animals. They weren't good enough. You can get a letter on that one, probably. <laughs> but it's biblical, so I don't care. Um, but God created all the animals. Animals are great. I love animals. <laughs> I'm an animal guy. But humans are more important. So we are dependent. It's it's very weird. Like human beings are supposed to be dependent on each other to a certain extent. We're also supposed to be independent from each other. But then when we talk about God, we're, f- we're supposed to be fully dependent on God all the time. Yeah. It's a very weird w- line for human beings to walk. What does the Bible have to say beyond what I just shared with Genesis? What does the Bible have to say about authority and how we as Christians specifically are supposed to navigate authorities above us? Well, we have authority over us and we're to respect authority, first of all, and we're to pray for authority. Um, You know, I think specifically if we're going to move into President's Day, right, and talk about, about President's Day and, you know, I mean, we have some great presidents um, we have some lousy presidents in our history. I mean, it goes both ways. So whatever side you're on, well, you know, there's good days and bad days. But, um, you know, there is, like, nothing else that is so, like, inspiring than to go to Mount Rushmore um, and, and just just watch and what happens. And we stand there now. And, I mean, I've been there, what, twice now or three times? I don't know. I've been lost in a few circles, so I've probably been there four or five times. But, um the uh, the aweness of just the presence there. There's nothing happening except what's in your heart and your mind, and it's the way you're brought up. You're either brought up to respect and love and pray for your your leadership, or you buy into the you know today's culture anyway, saying you know let's just blow the mountain up because it's such a hard time you know in our history. The polarization <laughs> is the problem. Seriously, yeah. Um, so, but scripturally, um, you know, we've we've got we've got some scripture to. To, to back us, to give us direction. One is Romans 13, um, because I think when we talk about um, pres- you know, President's Day, um, listen, if, if <laughs> it doesn't matter. If, you, if you're for the current president or any president who is 
future, you know, in coming, uh, you don't agree with them, and you get invited to the White House, and you're a Christian, you better go. Well, in, in Romans 13 that we're about to read, it doesn't have any president's name in here. No. Or king no. or whatever. But when you get invited, you go because there's influence, right? That's your circle of influence, so you, you go. But um, So first of all, I got, I got four things. So first of all, is we honor we honor the, the, the person that's in our, our, our leadership over us because God's appointed them uh, to the country. It says this, let us... Uh, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. That's pretty clear. It doesn't doesn't say uh, only if you like them. Doesn't say if you expect them uh, or respect them. It, it says you do it. For there is no authority except which is uh, which God has established. <laughs> In other words, there God's there. You know, and it, it says the authority that exists uh, have been established by God. So consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. So it doesn't really matter uh, if you like them or not. You respect it, and that's not being taught. I mean, the opposite's being taught in in our life. Second thing, First uh, Timothy, Paul's talking to Timothy and saying, hey, you pray for your leadership. Um, we have to remember that the Jews uh, were at a time where they were in huge upheaval and insurgence uh, against the Roman government. They were not happy at all with what was going on. So the Jews were constantly, you know, rebelling and, you know, rioting and picketing. And, I mean, they didn't actually do that, but the the, the heart was the same as it is today, right? Um, but that's where, that's where Paul comes to me and says, hey, listen, I urge you, um, first of all, that, you know, petitions, prayers, and intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people, even the kings and those in authority over you, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all goodness and holiness. Doesn't say when you like them. Uh, doesn't say when you agree with them. Uh, doesn't even say if you voted for them or cheated to vote for them or think somebody cheated to vote for them or something got stolen from you and your king's no longer king. I mean, it's there. Third thing is a support uh, programs uh, that prosper people. Um, you know, I, we look at uh, this whole President's Day coming, and a lot of the conversation right now is, is is going toward this current administration's, um, you know, viewpoint and looking at their, you know, the different programs they have that they're changing or that they're adding. Uh, listen, uh, there has been, and you know this very well. I mean, you know that this current administration, a lot of the fear has been, what are they going to implement with programs? What are they going to overturn and, uh, you know, allow? And um, when I look at the word of, word of God, uh Jeremiah 29, 7 says, listen, uh, seek the peace and prosperity of the city, which I have uh, carried you into. Um, pray, pray to the Lord, uh, pray for it, pray for the city, right? Because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And how many times do we hear people, especially on a president's birthday? And I mean, we have added so many holidays, um, supposed holidays to the calendar for this, you know, we won't even go. That's a whole different show, right? For leadership, but, um, but if you don't agree with them, I think the word is saying, "Hey, uh, if it helps people, if it prospers people, support it." And and in Matthew twenty two verse seven, um, I think it is that that the disciples are asking Jesus, "Hey, Jesus, uh, what about this? Um, do we pay Caesar? What is Caesar? Or do we pay the tax?" And Jesus' response was. Uh, yeah, give Caesar what Caesar's because Jesus knows he doesn't agree with Caesar. You know, he's going to die uh, here pretty soon. And then all of a sudden, Jesus is like, no, they need the funds to prosper the city, which is good for the people. Um, so tax time's coming, brother. 
I mean, it's coming. It is. Right? And everybody goes, ooh, tax time. Okay, so we all, we well, all get that. And, that. and Paul says in Romans 13, a little bit later from where you, you read, he says that very specific thing, pay the taxes. Pay the taxes. Don't cheat from them. Pay it. Pay the taxes. Look, we. this is not a political show. Oh, today it is. But the Bible says pay the taxes. Yeah, pay the tax. It doesn't say like Doesn't uh, it say you have to agree with why you're being taxed or what you're being taxed, but you still pay it. Don't don't whine and complain about it. That's just it's what it's it's I mean, whine and complain about the injustice of some of it, but man, pay what pay what's due. Then the last thing I had, I mean, fourth thing anyway, is man, dare to speak the truth. Um dare to speak the truth. Um he wants us to submit God wants us to submit to the the existing governing authority over our lives. That's why even here at our own church, um you know, um Masking is just huge, right? In every in every situation, um, it's coming to an end, though it seems it, like it, well, across our country. May, maybe um, it was cool to see some pictures of kids in the uh, Kansas City area today. First full day back to school as normal. They said as normal human kids. I, I remember watching a video last week of a kid or a class, like a know, probably kindergarten, first grade, some very young kids, and they were told that they weren't going to have to mask next then this week, and the kids were like, "Yeah." Yeah, and they're jumping yeah. and dancing. It was great. Yeah, so so speak the truth. Uh, Acts five twenty nine says Peter uh, and the other apostles replied, "We must obey God rather than human beings." There is a time where we have to speak out. Um, mask is not a time to speak out. We've talked this as a church. Um, it, it it's what it's what we've been asked to do. It has nothing to do with our spiritualness. Uh, has nothing to do with our religious rights and authorities. Uh, has no effect on us as as teachers and preachers. Um, what it does have an effect on is how you view authority, mm-hmm. and that's where the great divide's been. Um, now, when it comes to having um, in our church being told that we have to have, you know, um, I guess uh, what is what is thrown out there just for example, right? But the whole gender bathroom thing, um, yeah, okay, no, we have men's bathroom, and we will always have women's bathroom. You know, that is something you stand up for. I mean, that that's okay. No, that's like crossing the line. Um, that does affect us uh, greatly when it comes to say you can't worship, you can't you can't read, you can't talk, you can't preach out against uh, what sin is in the Bible, and you can't list those sins. Um, that's when we we speak out. Um, but you know what? Biblical justice and social justice—the word justice. Look it up. Do your study and homework. It you'll see the big difference between social and liberal. Or <laughs> oops, <laughs> social and um, what's the other word? Oh yeah, uh, Christian. Uh, you know, spiritual justice, biblical justice. So justice doesn't anyway, need a qualifier. It, justice is it good on its own. It doesn't. So speak out. Uh, speak the truth. Um, and criticize where you need to, but make sure that you know you're respecting the authority. So uh, Sunday's gonna be interesting because we're gonna pray. We're gonna pray for leadership over us. We're gonna pray for our authorities. Uh, and listen, if you're watching today, um, we've had fun today talking this. Um, but really. President's Day is is a day for us um, to just be thankful, and even in even in you might think chaos times right now, uh, be be thankful, be thankful. And if you're part of the 81 million that you know a year and a half ago were really proud, uh, you know that you're a part of the 81 million. You know we're not hearing much from you right now, um, so but we're still going to celebrate. You know President Biden. Um, May not like the man, uh, but you got to respect the office. You know, and uh, I'm going to pay him what uh, what. I feel like I, I, I owe him. I'm going to take a stand against the, the things that I feel like I need to do. And let me just say, um, as your pastor or a, a pastor, um, at least you're watching a pastor on the podcast, um, I would say the same thing for, for President Trump. Um, you know, didn't agree with everything, uh, still prayed for, for him. Um, 
you know, and respect the office. Um, so, and I'd go to dinner with either one of these guys. Um, and I'd go to the White House for either one of these guys, and I'd have either one of these guys in my home because that's where Christ would put me, and there's the sphere of influence. But you know what? We're on this side of the camera, and this is the sphere of influence we have. President's Day, honor your president, at least the office. Here's what I'll leave you with. Uh, in Second Peter chapter 2, Peter is talking about how we're like newborn babies. You must crave spiritual milk, milk so that you'll be— you will grow into a full experience of salvation, cry out for this nourishment. And then very shortly after that, he talks about one of the ways that we can grow in our spiritual life. And he says this, for the Lord's sake, respect all human authority. All. He doesn't, he doesn't like put a qualifier in there. Like some, if you agree with them or not, like right. all human authority, whether the king as head of the state or the officials he has appointed. Pretty clear. Like, he's not leaving any ambiguity in this. For the king has sent them to punish those who do wrong and to honor those who do right. It is God's will that your honorable life should silence those ignorant people who make foolish accusations against you. For you are free, yet you are God's slaves. So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. Respect everyone and love your Christian brothers and sisters. Fear God and respect the king. And and you know what? Respecting the king... <laughs> The king of any nation, the president of, of any nation, cannot, cannot overcome God. No. And, and, cannot and, happen. And here, here, here's the last thing I would say. Uh, just, we didn't really touch on this a ton, but I think one of, the, one of the primary issues that we have a problem with respecting authority is because we expect that respect is going to be given regardless of our actions. Yep. Guess what? Respect is always earned. And you need to earn that respect by being a righteous person. We in our church talk about holiness all the time. You need to live a life of righteousness, and you will be respected. There are going to be people who won't respect you, but who cares about those people uh, in their respect for you? You you just live your life the way that God asks you to. You obey God, yeah. and everything will be fine. Hey, it's, it's going to be good. We're, it is. We said 45 minutes. We're at 47 and a half. Sorry we're overtime. <laughs> I'm going to – let's go. Let's move. Let's Because, hey, we got we got, we got things to do today. Hey, I have barbecue stuff to buy hey, for Sunday's Next week's barbecue. show is going to be fun. You kind of teased it earlier. We're going to talk about what did they say. What did We're they say? We're going to talk about Christian cuss words and Christianese. That you know, if you're a non-believer and you want to know why we say Christians say things that you don't understand, why? we're going to try and talk about that next week. I tell you, you will laugh next week. It's going to be great. Because we're going to Christian swear at you. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, thanks for watching and listening. We love you. Thank you, Hermnaz and our, our church, our board. We just appreciate the opportunity to do this each week. We'll see you next week on the Morning Burrito Podcast, Wednesday at, at noon. At noon.